Hello and welcome. This is Friend Request. I'm your host, Justin Lamb, and this is your season three preview. You guys, we're on season three. How the hell did that happen? I'm so excited. Uh, If you are hearing this, it means season three starts next week. Uh, Our first episode of the season, episode 70, which if you're a Patreon subscriber, you're getting that episode today. How exciting is that? Patreon subscribers like Dustin and Katie and Jenny and Christina and Michelle, Andrew, everybody on Patreon is getting this episode, uh, the next week's episode today. Um, So if you want to hear, if you just can't wait, head over and and check that out. You also get a bunch of fun benefits. It's literally $1.09 to be a Patreon of this show. So if you're not doing it, I don't even know why. It's you get a you get a bunch of fun cool stuff. Uh, there's a new theme song. You guys haven't even heard the new theme song yet, but the people over on Patreon have. So go check it out, Patreon.com/friendrequestpod, and check it out. You guys, the people I have got to talk about already. I already, I already recorded like ten episodes, and these people are amazing. And some of them I've been trying to land for a while, if you know what I mean. Uh, so I'm very excited. Very, very excited, and I'm going to share a few little clips with you here to give you a little preview, and then stick around, because season three is starting now. Let's do this. So excited. I've had these <clears throat> had these great experiences, you know, living in other countries, and yeah. or at least one other country. It feels like Hawaii is another country, but, you know, living Sounds on different like islands Hawaii's and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it really, it has a feeling like it's definitely not America, yeah. you know, like the States, but... um you know, and just realizing how little I know about the world still and just like about other cultures and like other cuisines and all these different like traditions and stuff. And I'm so, I really want to know and I really want to travel and see the world and stuff. But I'm like, wow, I really don't know. You know, you get in like such a bubble, especially being in North Carolina and the suburbs for like five years you kind of lose a little bit of that yeah, yeah. of your memory of other cultures and other other ways of don't worry when you're a touring musician you'll go to all sorts of places <laughs> um, that'd be great <laughs> yeah wouldn't it <laughs> that's awesome um we actually lost the house oh went into foreclosure so how did that play out and what is that like, yeah what is, what did um, that look he like? never wanted to take money from us at all whatsoever so at some point he just let it go into foreclosure and uh we moved out and into the rental and everything right. like that. What was so, that like? I mean, did you have like, did you have any resentment? Like that's, this is the home you grew up in. You've been living in here for a while and he yeah. just let it go to that. Yeah, no, absolutely. No resentment. Um, understood entirely, but yeah, it was an emotional time for all of us because of that. I mean, yeah. especially my dad, I think he had the hardest time because obviously we came into that house when it was being built. Yeah. So we're the first people yeah, to I, actually step I, foot in there. I guess resentment isn't the right word, but like, it's got to be frustrating to some degree just because it, it, are you, were you in the position where you could help out and he just wouldn't let you? Not really. Okay. I was, um, I guess because of jumping around with everything, I never had stability okay. financially. And yeah, there's a big part of me that blames myself entirely because even if he still wanted to get rid of it at that time, yeah. I should have been in a situation where I could have just taken it over, you know, yeah. but I never was because I wasn't, I didn't have that mindset. And 
so I always thought it was my fault. I always thought it was my fault um, or because of the way I dressed, right? Because there was the way that it was, we were taught for yeah, so these long. Stupid narratives that are put into mm-hmm, people's minds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And while I know that in some of those cases, if I hadn't put myself in that situation, I hadn't been drunk. Yes, perhaps that wouldn't have happened to me. But just because I was drunk or just because I was flirting or dressed a certain way, it also doesn't mean I deserved it. And exactly. so it took me a really long time to understand that. But yes, I've done a lot of work with several local nonprofits speaking out about it. I've spoken to like a um, I actually went back to the Christian school. Um, and spoke about it. And it turned out when I went and spoke in the, in the class, um, there was a, a gal in the class that it had happened to, and then and she had never told anyone, and then she ended up sharing. So, which was great. That's, That's powerful. You know, <laughs> super powerful. Where do, you, where do you think comes from that you approach these things with that sort of... This instant gratification model? Well, the, or the confidence that it's going to even go anywhere. Oh, it's not confidence. <laughs> It's, the lie you tell yourself that yeah, it's even going to go anywhere. It's the illusion of confidence. What it is, is a boy who never learned to stick with something long enough to see it through. So he gets Look real... around my basement. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, hey, no. You've stuck, you've stuck with a lot down here. I, I'm proud of you. <laughs> I am almost good at all of it. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I would say it wasn't a confidence. It may have just been what we now would call just privilege like i had this sense that like if i want to do something my parents will pay for it and they'll drive me there and it's a nice safety workout it is and you know i'm still unlearning that and i think a lot of us probably still are um but uh that's if we've been (laughs) if we're modern enough to acknowledge it in the first place some of us are uh so so no yeah it was i i think i still have this excitement around what I think is a really cool idea. And then I can just instantly see the next five years of it. Yeah. Um, and then inevitably what happens is I'll fizzle out in the beginning steps of trying to make it happen. But by then I've told a bunch of people I'm going to do it. And then they asked me like two years later, like what happened to that boat you were going to build? <laughs> I'm like, it's a stack of wood over there. <laughs> when I was producing my first album, there were a few songs that were written close to the actual release of the album uh, that I had added and replaced other songs with, which is, uh, for example, Triple J. There was this theme where every once in a while I would try to say something and my uh, co-producer would be like, you know, that's that's a jab. Like, you can do it, but that relationship's never going to happen again if they hear this. I just remember changing the lyrics to focus on myself and trying to make a commitment like, this isn't about other people. This is about what my experience was. And I even went as far as to change like one of the lines in that song from watching you scream at me, changed it to watching me fight with you. And just like something as small as that, because, you know, I was obsessed with this idea that, I mean, I gaslight myself, like, you know, maybe this is just my perspective. And now I don't censor those types of things, but I do censor certain details that might hurt other people where that's not, it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. 